0: Looking live at one of the grandest venues in American sport, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So much hype has been heaped on this college football game, Dan, I'm beginning to have a hard time swallowing. All oh, the band is out on the field! He's putting the the You didn't invite me, hurt my feelings. The lateral to the corner of the end zone. Can you
1: believe that? 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God. Davis
0: is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game.
1: Welcome to the First and Him podcast.
2: Let's talk that football. And welcome back to week 11 episode of First in Him, the preview episode. Um, I feel like I fucked that up every single time, that little, that little tagline. But um, week one for Michigan, week 11 for the rest of college football. Um, big week. Um, easily the slate I've been most excited about this year. Michigan, like, like I said, Michigan gets to play their first big opportunity this year. Um, we have a couple other good games in the slate. We do have a Penn State fan on as a guest picker tonight, so it's going to be very fun to chop it up with him a little bit later. Um, I, I think me and him will have pretty differing opinions on how this weekend's game is going to go. Um, Connor, I think, is bought some Penn State apparel for this weekend, um, so he's he's looking forward to it. And uh, we'll have Teddy on, we'll have our best bets, and we're, we're going to have a big episode. So um, let's, let's get right into it, Connor.
3: Yeah, I'm officially Nitt- Nittany Lion this week. I cannot wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, I'm putting all my trust into Drew Lr, the best quarterback in college football. So I-, I cannot wait.
2: Um, so let's let's get started real quick. Um, Connor, do you, we we were gonna do a reaction episode last night? We texted each other. I don't know how you felt. We did we didn't actually talk about this. I did not feel like recording last night. There was no drama nope. in the college football playoff. Um, any takeaways? Anything you want to touch on? Because I I was pretty content with with kind of the top half and at least yeah. at least the committee stayed consistent right like
3: I I just have a quick question can James Madison be in the rankings no like, they are, are they, they are unable to be in the rankings and, and that that I I just hope the NCA can fix that I they deserve they, to they be in the did rankings.
2: jmu did send like another waiver today or yesterday I don't know I lost yeah I the saw mess with all the Michigan I saw stuff that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if, uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. Um, I hope they get it done. We've talked about this. Um, the NCAA is a joke of an organization with Tez Walker. Now this, whatever the sign stealing situation is, and that's turned into something that may potentially be way bigger. The sign
3: stealing was pretty criminal. So, I mean, I think that's, that's not, not, not,
2: not the sign stealing. It's just what the sign stealing has turned into with now more teams getting wrapped up and more teams getting involved and, whatever. And then now, now with this JMU thing, these are outdated rules the, the NCAA needs to refresh and they need to figure out their bylaws because like sign stealing, whatever, like illegal, not illegal, whatever. That's one thing, but not being able to play in a bowl game because, because of when these bylaws were made, they were nervous that these players didn't like, weren't going to be good enough or like, what, what the fuck is the point? Like, who cares? Like, you, you know what yeah. I mean? Like if you want to say, okay, they can't get TV revenue from the championship game. Fine. I think they'd be thrilled. They just want to play in the game. Like this goes back to like what we were saying with Tez Walker earlier this year and with Michigan right now, like if you suspend the team, like you're only hurting the kids, you're only hurting the players. Right. So like, what, what is the great benefit of not allowing JMU to play in their conference championship or a New Year's Six Bowl? Like,
3: yeah, what, it, what benefits are you getting from that? You would almost think when, it, when a school's coming up to the FBS division from the FCS division, you'd almost want to give them some sort of incentive or some way to make their team able to compete right away. I feel like the NCAA is doing the opposite. Um, I, I get the whole idea of, like, seniority and, like, these schools that have been in there. They've done their time. They don't want a new school rolling in. But just do some sort of like revenue difference or something along those lines. It, don't it, don't make it so there's no postseason for these players who are actually balling out. They're nine and zero. They totally deserve to be in the postseason.
2: Exactly. Show. And it's one of those it's one of those things, Connor. It's like, why why would like why could they not just say, Okay, if JMU makes it, let's split the revenue that JMU would have received evenly with the rest of the conference, and we'll say JMU can't get it for two years because they're newcomers. Like who would be against right. that right like like why why are we just because we decided this in 1963 that these teams can't come up and and we're like it's it's just fucking stupid like there's no yeah. there's no reasoning behind it and there's no like it's
3: it's just stupid i mean a big recruiting pitch for players is the bowl games the bowl games they i mean you might not think it because players sit out but to the players that are seniors that aren't going pro the bowl games mean a ton I mean it, it just, yeah it's, it's just a joke that they can't compete they get like I don't know it's we could go bad. all day about this but uh it, to the to the playoff rankings it, it just kind of was a boring release nothing really changed uh all the undefeated teams are 1 through 5 all the one lost teams are 6 through 11 and then there's like basically all the two lost teams are 2 through 19 or t- 2 through 18 so or 12 through 18 sorry so yeah it just, it, I mean, I feel like they're just kind of doing it like that for now. Give it two weeks, there'll be a bunch of changes because a lot of these teams are going to play each other. there'll be some big mix-ups. Um, yeah, but for now, it's just kind of boring.
2: Yeah. So, all right, let's let's keep going because again, we, we could I could shit on the NCAA literally all night. Um, they they're they're a joke of an organization. Um, but let's let's get to the games. Um, we are going to save and discuss um, what, what I think is probably the best game of this week. Um, no bias involved. Um, the Michigan-Penn State game for later in the guest picker slate. We'll, we'll talk about it with Eddie. Like I said, Eddie is a Penn State fan. I did play football with Eddie at Bentley. Um, so so he's, a, he's a pretty spirited fan, and, and I've gotten the better of him the last couple of years. So it's going to be exciting to have him on. We'll, we'll, we'll get some good debate going. But let's start out, Connor. Let's touch on the other three big games this week. Um, and let's start with Utah at Washington. And as our resident Pac-12 uh, fan, you can, you can start out
3: with this game. Yeah, this game is a, a big test for Washington. Um, they haven't played a defense this good all year. Um, I guess you could argue that Oregon's defense is this good, but that game, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It, I think this is going to be the best and toughest defensive challenge that Washington has faced all year. Uh, if they get out to the slow start that they did um, two weeks ago against Arizona State, this could be a, a tough one. Um, the Washington offense last week clicked on all cylinders. Michael Penix is having a Heisman campaign. Uh, Dylan Johnson had maybe the best game all season by a running back, I, I would argue, last week against USC. I guess it was against USC's defense. But um, yeah, but I, still, I still think ball. I still think Ollie Gordon's had the best running yeah. game performance. <laughs> Very true. him, against, him, and, uh, when him and Dylan Johnson have had the two best performances I've seen in a long time in college football. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, this is a big test for Washington. Uh, they need to come out hot, firing on all cylinders. Because right now, I mean, it's kind of Washington and Oregon at the top of the Pac-12. And as long as Washington doesn't slip up, they can kind of just coast into that Pac-12 championship game and hopefully make it to the uh, college Bowl playoff. So. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I, I agree with you, Connor. I, I do think Utah's defense is better than anything that Washington has faced. I think Washington benefited greatly last week from getting kind of a bye week playing USC and and um I do think it 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 certainly helps to get the offense clicking like that. Um I don't think they're gonna have that sort of success, but nor do I think they need that sort of success this week to win. Um so I am excited to see how they play. Um they're they're not gonna need to score fifty-two points to to win this week, nor do I think they're gonna be able to. Um because I I'm curious your take on this. I don't know if Washington's offense is more explosive or as explosive as as Oregon's is? and what, what was the final in the Oregon game? They put up something in the 30s, maybe there's even low
3: 30,
2: 40s. It was 36-33. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The Oregon-Utah game. Oh, 35-6. Uh, yeah, okay. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know if Washington's going to put up that type of number, a 35 piece. I don't really think they need to. Um, we, we've talked about Utah's offense not being great. Um, but but we'll see. I mean, I, I think this is going to be a good test. It's it's at Washington, so I think that greatly benefits. We've talked about Utah playing at home versus playing on the road. Um, but but I think we we talked about this a little bit this season, Connor, is Cam Rising not being in for Utah has made such a difference to that team. And it's disappointing because they are good and they have a really good defense. But without Cam Rising, it's it, I think it's going to be an uphill battle for Utah.
3: Yeah, they have this game at around – 31 to 21 uh the over-under is a 51 and a half and washington's a nine and a half point favorite so yeah um yeah that's about where they're predicting the score to be utah scoring 21 i mean they did put up 55 last week against arizona state but um that was the first scoring outburst they've done all season uh not against usc they did a score 34 against usc but I mean, I, I, I don't see Washington really having a problem in this one. Uh, they, sh- they should be able to get the win, especially with Utah's offensive struggles.
2: Neither do I. I, I think, I think, I think you, uh, Washington fares pretty well in this game. Um, but we'll save the pick for for later in the guest picker slate. Um, let's move to the other big uh, or one of the big SEC games this week. We have Tennessee at Missouri. Um, this is kind of the battle for second place in the SEC East. Georgia's kind of solidified themselves at this top, although Tennessee is going to get the crack of them next week. Um, but Missouri kind of gets the opportunity to get off the mat and play Tennessee at home um, after after a – I don't want to say good loss because there's not good losses in, in college football. Um, but, but, I mean, they played pretty well against Georgia last week. Um, Georgia's a better team than them. So they, they do get a quick opportunity to get up, um, play a maybe slightly overinflated Tennessee team. Um, and and I think it's a good spot for them at home. I think there's a 3:30 game. Um, I'm not sure if you have that in front of you, Connor. But um, I do know Luther, Luther Burton is questionable. Um, it was very Never funny. Pete, Pete Thamel tweeted out that Luther Burton was questionable, and Michigan fans just flooded his replies with just "Why aren't you talking about the other side of this story?" Which was absolutely hilarious. Um, that it's just like the one Missouri fan, like, "Damn, we really need Luther Burton." and all the Michigan fans just tweeting, you're an unserious sports reporter. Just, like, very funny. Like, imagine, like, not really being, like, a like, trying to explain this phenomenon to to someone, but beside the point. Um, Luther Burden's questionable, um, and I think it's a good opportunity for Missouri to really bounce back immediately, and I think there's been a lot of question marks in the last week about how good is Missouri. Like, have they benefited from easy schedule? Have they benefited from whatever, and I think there's some truth to that, but I think they get a great opportunity to play Joe Milton in Tennessee at home um, in front of a big crowd this week. So I think if you're you're Missouri and you finish second place in the SEC East, I think it's a pretty successful season. Um, So this does feel like a big game for them, um, kind of making that next step and solidifying themselves. Um, I do – I don't know – like I don't know how I feel about picking this game. I definitely won't bet this game. I do really hope Tennessee wins because it makes the Tennessee – uh, Georgia game bigger next week. So I do hope that's the outcome, but, but I don't, I don't know this. This one feels a little coin flippy to me.
3: Yeah. Th- this game, I honestly, I, I've been back and forth all, all week. Um, I've been a big Mizzou guy all year, but Tennessee, I mean, they've proven it in the last couple weeks that they've played some good football. Um, you take away that loss against Florida. And this team's right in the conversation for, you know, college football playoff. Uh, that sort of thing, and and possibly upsetting Georgia. But, um, yeah, I mean, they've looked good at times, uh, Missouri, but then they've also made some careless errors, like down the stretch against LSU. Um, But, yeah, ultimately, if Luther Burton doesn't play, I I really like Tennessee if that's the case. So we will will see. But Tennessee can run the ball, too. Their offensive line is great. Yeah. That's going to be something to kind of watch. 'Cause I know Alice, yeah, you no. ran the ball pretty well against uh, against Missouri.
2: Yeah, but a lot of that was quarterback run. And I mean I mean Joe Mullen can move a little bit, um, but no, I don't think like Jaden
3: Daniels can. No. No. Uh Tennessee is uh tenth in the country at stopping third and short. Did you know that? I did not know that. Who's first? That's... I don't I have no idea. It oh, probably I thought he was looking. No, no, no,
2: no. The reason um, I asked why is because I, I bet it's
3: Michigan, but I, I – uh, I was going to say, I, I, not... I, I, I doubt it's Michigan. Teams don't even get to third and short. They get to like third and long, medium against that's,
2: Michigan. That's true. That's true. That's um, fair. Yeah. Um, all right. right, let's Yeah, let's let's keep going here. The other big game um, in the SEC, a, a very big one, and really – I mean, that's not true because Georgia gets Tennessee next week, but one of the last opportunities for Georgia to falter before the SEC championship game. Um, they they do get Ole Miss at home, um, one of the bigger games in Lane Kiffin's head coaching era. I'd say. Um, I I can't really think of a bigger one. Not I, this. I agree this, with that. this this is gonna be an awesome game. Um, I'm really excited for it. I really yeah. hope that Ole Miss wears the uh, the all white to the Power- powder blue helmets. Um, God, they're, they're not they're not gonna wear the powder blues because those are home yeah. jersey. Which I wish they would do—the powder blue versus the red—because that would be a sexual, uh, uniform game. But we're not getting that. I confirmed. Um, but but I think I think, good opportunity for another upset inside the hedges. I don't think we're gonna get it. I I, I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope Kiffin kind of comes out and brings out the everything here, every trick play he has in the book, everything he knows on Kirby from back in the days at Bama. Like I hope he brings everything out. But but I I, I don't know I, I think I think Missouri matches up better with Georgia than than Ole Miss does I think Tennessee matches up better than, with Georgia than Georgia does I mean than than Ole Miss does, um but but we'll see I mean I don't I don't really want to go against Kiffin I also don't really want to bet against Kirby um it's not a game I'll be betting again but but a game that I'll definitely be tuned into on uh, Saturday night,
3: yeah without a doubt I'm fired up for this one um this this kind of just feels like a different Ole Miss team I know I've talked about it but. Them beating Texas A&M last week was huge because that's a game that Ole Miss always kind of falters late against those more physical teams. Um, so, seeing them win that one was obviously huge because Georgia's definitely going to be very physical with them. Um, the Rebels this year have been awful, awful on third down. Um, and if, if their offense is getting off the field, they cannot win. Uh, that You just cannot beat Georgia because Georgia's going to score. Their offense has been great recently. Um but yeah, if, if if Ole Miss can kind of keep stay on the field on third down and, and put up, I would. They probably need about thirty or so points, wouldn't you think, Ud?
2: Connor, Ud, are you there? I, yeah, no, I lost you for a sec. That was weird.
3: Yeah, I couldn't hear anything. But what do you? Wouldn't you think Ole Miss needs about thirty plus points to even have a chance at winning this game? I mean. I want to say yes.
2: Like, they put up how much last week? They uh, Georgia put up thirty last week. I think Ole Miss probably got to get thirty plus because I don't think they can really win in a defensive battle, it, right? Like, it doesn't really. It, it's got to be a shootout for Ole Miss to win, right? I mean, yeah, I there's don't.
3: No way. It's a defensive battle, and, and Ole Miss pulls. It
2: yeah, out. I mean, we kind of saw that game already,
3: right? With Bama when, when
2: Bama won twenty four to ten earlier this year. It doesn't. It doesn't really feel like a game that favors them. It feels like more of the. Who has the last possession type of game they won against LSU when they won 52 to 49 um, right. So it feels like that's the game Olmus wants to play and needs to play to win. so it'll be interesting to see like I said what Kiffin kind of pulls out of it pulls out and decides to to unload this weekend because I think he is yeah. he's bringing out all the stops.
3: yeah get getting third and manageable Judkins has got to be able to run the ball. they got to be able to run the ball or else they're they're really gonna struggle
2: yeah so. for sure. For sure. Um, okay, so that that wraps up again a little bit of a shorter um, slate this week for for the the game previews. Um, we will go into some of these more with Eddie when we talk with him in a couple uh, fifteen minutes on podcasting time. Um, so we will we will save some more commentary for later. Um, we will go to Teddy for for his section. Hopefully, Teddy tidbits can be a little bit better this week. Um, we'll go to Eddie for guest picker, and then we'll be back at the end of the show for our best bets. Um,
3: I would almost argue that Teddy Tidbits is on the hot seat.
2: I mean, he yeah, he's he's had a lot of one in two weeks, um, but but he did he did give me some intel this morning that uh, might be pretty spicy for you guys coming up here. So with that, let's let's go to Ted. It's time.
1: All right, and we're back. To the coldest better east of the Mississippi, Teddy Tidbits. All right, this has been a rough three weeks for Teddy Tidbits in this college football year, but we're on to Week Eleven, and you know what? I'm not a quitter. I don't quit. This is when this is when the diamonds are found in the rough. This is where this is where we got to stand up to the deep state and say, "I'm sick and tired of it." I'm going to find some winners. And let me look at this slate, week 11. I'm just loving it. I'm loving it. I'm mick loving it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Week 11. We're going to start off in Louisiana. It's going to be the only state college in Louisiana winning this weekend because Florida is going to whoop on LSU, but that's another thing. But we're taking the Louisiana Raging Cajuns minus 10 and a half against Frank Gore Jr. in the Southern Mississippi. Uh, I don't even know what their mascot is. I think Golden Eagles, actually. Um, I think it's where Brett Favre played, little-known fact there. He's a piece of shit and a piece of crap, and uh, they're going to lose by a lot. So we're going to be taking the Raging Cajuns at home in Louisiana, minus 10 and a half. Let's go, Raging Cajuns. All right, and screw it. We're headed out west to where the coup is still going on. They have covered every single week that I've taken them. I'm going back to the running Rebels. Come on, running Rebels. I need a little something out of you, a little my go-to, my go-to. All right, and uh, my third play here is I think, unfortunately, I have to take a rival of mine, which I hate to do, but I love him in this spot this week. I think I got to take Joe Milton on the road here. At Missouri, Missouri just got done playing their Super Bowl. They're beat up. Drinkowitz is obviously sad that they couldn't couldn't beat Georgia in between the bushes. So I'm going to be taking Tennessee minus one and a half. They're coming off that big victory against the tough UConn fighting Huskies. There, just kidding. They're coming in healthy in this game, and I think uh, Tennessee's looking 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 to add a little bit of good victory on their schedule. So we're taking. Louisiana minus ten and a half, UNLV minus five and a half, and Tennessee minus one and a half. All right, hope everyone hits their bets for, uh, for Week Eleven. We're gonna send it off to Eddie Hud and uh, back to Connor. All right, and thank you to Teddy um, threatening the deep state again. Um, so we'll,
2: we'll see how it goes. It goes for him again, but he's going back to the well with some of his picks. We like where he's at. He's he's uh, can't go, going up from here. So we'll see. He's going after the deep state once again. Um, We'll see how it goes. But anyways, we have a very special guest picker this week, uh, Edward O'Hara on um, a a fellow Bentley football player. Um, Still before I met, Eddie sent one of the craziest Snapchats I've ever seen in my entire life, which I'll never forget, which is not going on, which we'll not talk about on this on this podcast. Um, But yeah, no, welcome. Welcome to the show, Eddie, where we are thrilled to have you.
0: It's going to be here. I'm just I'm just trying to win that guest picker award. That's all I'm here for.
2: Exactly. He, he, he's a business trip. Eddie, Eddie knows why he's here. So, Eddie, just just so you know, um, we ha- we have had uh, – now we've had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 guest pickers on. You need to be better than 7, 2, and 1 to, to be making to week uh, week 15 guest picker championship.
0: Couldn't pick up a better week.
2: Yeah. Literally couldn't have a harder slate of games. <laughs> So, anyways, so um, we're excited. And, and the best part is we know you're getting one wrong because I know where you're picking the discussion game here. So, I know you're getting one wrong. So, you're, you're really at a slight disadvantage here.
0: ECU. No. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into it,
2: though. Uh, we will start out, which I think I honestly fucked up the timing of these games. I think I did them in reverse order. So, I don't even know. I usually start with the noon games earlier. But I think I completely messed that up this week. Um, so anyways, I, I don't know what time this game is, but let's start with Utah at Washington, Washington minus nine and a half with the over-under set of 54 and a half. And Eddie, you can kick us off as the guest picker this
0: week. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Washington is absolutely rolling nine and and0. I think Utah's kind of going downhill the last few games. No cam rising has just killed their team this year. So I, I like Washington here. Connor.
3: Yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. Washington's rolling. Uh, I'm taking Washington here. Utah had an offensive outburst last week that just isn't going to happen again. So uh, <coughs> give, give, me, give me Washington at home to win by two scores.
2: Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about this one. I, I want to. I I think Washington's the right side. I don't trust Utah. I'm taking Washington, but this is definitely not a bet for me. Um, this is this is just a. Uh, I'll be rooting for Utah, but I, I think Washington covers a spread. We're at the point where now it's like – and Eddie's in a similar boat, especially because Penn State does have that one loss. But we're at the point now where it's like you have to start rooting against the top teams because it opens up spots for a potentially one loss or or like it opens up paths for you. So you're at the point where it's like you got to bet where, where you, you think it's going to win games, but you're also rooting sometimes against your bets if it comes close because you need those – Those nine and oh teams, the eight and one teams just start faltering so your team can kind of rise up.
3: Yeah, you're also just a Pac 12 hater. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I I would agree with that.
0: Yep. Few games on the slate this week that can blow the playoffs open here.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're really, yeah, I know that, yeah, like the nitty gritty
3: conference play, it's here.
2: Yeah, the playoffs could look wildly different on Sunday depending on some of the outcome of this game. I mean, Bud Elliott tweets out every week. He tweets like the top 15 teams have only suffered two losses um, from the start of this year. So we haven't really had the pandemonium. Um, but, I mean, who knows what better week than the present. Um, let's keep going, though. Another game that obviously is going to have major college football playoff implications. Miami's traveling to Florida State for a rivalry game. Florida State minus 14 and a half, with the over-under set at half. I will start here. Um, I'm going to be taking Florida State. I think Miami's quit. Um, they got blown out by NC State last week. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. I, I mean, I, I didn't know that was even possible to get blown up by NC State. Um, give me, give me Florida State minus 14 and a half. Getting back some of those weapons. Um, I think they put up an inspired performance against a big home crowd. So give me Florida, Florida State minus 14 and a half.
0: Eddie, yeah, I mean, throw the records away in a rivalry game like this does not matter. I think Johnny Wilson's questionable, I saw. I think Keon Coleman is really the answer to this game. If he plays well, if he's unstoppable, they're going to win. If he can get limited, they're going to cover and I like Miami. And this is one of those games where I need them to lose so Penn State can sneak in there as a one-loss team. <laughs> it, so this exactly, is exactly what it is. Yeah, it's one of those that it's like – you're rooting. <laughs> you're
2: rooting for for Miami, but you're really rooting for a Miami money line type type
0: game. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the spread, Connor.
2: Yeah, yeah it's
3: fourteen fourteen and a half points in a rivalry game. I'm taking the points here. Um, it. Yeah, I mean, I I think I I, I could see Florida State winning, but I'm going to take the fourteen and a half every day.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it
3: it is a lot. It's just one of those things. Like
2: we haven't really seen anything from Miami in recent weeks to show us anything different, right? Like the, the no. spread i think makes sense um but but i, I do does. kind of i see the logic you guys are going with here
3: i think i think two two or three weeks ago though this spread would have been like a 10 different if that yeah. maybe yeah, nine yeah. and a half but like miami miami's looked bad recently but i just think they're gonna get up for this spot uh, yeah i don't know <clears throat> for as sure. long as the coach doesn't have to make decisions <laughs> yeah crystalbal ass
0: this is really their last um, this is really the last challenge before the ACC championship game for them.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is. So we'll see how they kind of get up, and they they were a little sluggish. And I'm
3: not even sure the ACC championships are going to be a challenge for them. I I still think Louisville's a fraud.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've I've been on the Louisville's a fraud since week one. Um, Ted's been on that since May. Um, So we'll see. They're 8-1, so they've kind of both shoved it up both our asses. Um, But uh, anyways – Let's keep going here. Let's go to the 330 CBS game, uh, Tennessee at Missouri. Uh, Missouri plus one and a half with the over-under set at 59 and a half. And, Connor, I'll let you start here.
3: Yeah, I'm going to be rolling with Tennessee here. Um, it, this game I've been back and forth on, but I just feel like Tennessee is the better team overall right now. Uh, so so give me Tennessee, um, and we'll see where it goes. But it's going to be a good one. This should be high
0: scoring. Eddie? Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's essentially coming off a bye week against Yukon. So I think, you know, they only Well
2: did you see Joey Galloway on the playoff show last night? Uh, clown Tennessee is like, yeah, Tennessee jumps four spots after a
0: huge victory um, against Yukon last week. It was very funny. Yeah, you hate to see Yukon scheduled in a November game for Tennessee. In a November, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they score within thirty seconds. So I mean, but you got two weeks to prepare. Brady Cook's an absolute dog for Missouri. But I like Tennessee here. I think they got a lot to look forward to. You know, they got Georgia coming up. They beat Georgia. I think they're in the East. They win the East. So,
2: yeah. Um, I I, I agree with you guys here. I I think Tennessee, I think Tennessee, um, I think they're just a more talented team. Um, I, I do worry. I've been, I've been. Very bearish on Joe Milton this year. Um, I, I've I've watched him playing these big games, but but he's continued to show up, and they and they looked good when they won at Kentucky a couple weeks ago. Um, I think it's a tough spot, and I think if Luther Burden doesn't play, this spread moves considerably. Um, so we'll we'll see if Luther plays or not. Um, but but I know he's questionable. Um, I, I could yell downstairs to Ted because he definitely has been reading message boards all week. Um, but I but I do like Tennessee in this spot, so I'm with you guys here. And Eddie, you, you said Tennessee, right? I just wanted – Yeah,
0: wanted Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah,
2: okay. Yep, yep. We're all in Tennessee. You're the only 10 I see.
0: Joe Milton threw uh, one – he threw one pass last year, and he got in, like, the preseason Heisman talk. He threw <laughs> that
2: one pass that literally went viral on Twitter. Yeah. It wasn't even in a game. He just threw it 100 yards, and people were like, this guy is like, – It's this the Zach is, Wilson is effect. Yeah, no, literally. Um. All right, let's keep going to the later CBS game. A um, game me and Connor touched on a little bit earlier tonight. One we're very excited for. Um, Ole Miss at Georgia. Georgia an 11.5 point favorite with the over under at of 58.5. And Eddie, you start
0: us out here. Yeah, I mean I do not think Ole Miss will win the game. I think they'll cover. I, Georgia's just not that team we've seen the last two years where they're blowing teams out. Especially a team like Ole Miss who's very good. Um, I mean Lane Kiffin's going to do Lane Kiffin things and probably blow it somehow though. But uh, I think Ole Miss really has nothing to lose because they haven't won anything recently. So, give me Ole Miss. Connor?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm riding the lane train here. Uh, give me Ole Miss. Too much swagger to uh, to not cover 10 and a half points here. Yeah, I mean, you, well, I even better is I get you 11 and a half,
2: not 10 and a half. Um, even better. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can get 11 and a half. Um, but I – yeah, I I do agree with you guys, and and I I don't know I I I just struggle to see. I don't think Ole Miss is as good as Missouri, and I think Missouri played a phenomenal football game last week and still lost by nine points. Right? Like I don't. I think I think like you said, Eddie Lane Kiffin. This is a big spot for him. This is a big opportunity. I think he he. Um, I think he may be able to. Keep this close, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Georgia wins this game by 30. Um, and I think Georgia wins it by 30 more times than they don't, just just based on how Ole Miss has played and, and kind of how we've seen Lane given in these big spots. Um, so I'm not fading Georgia at home. I might be wrong. Um, I would. I hope if Ole Miss covers, they win. Um, again, the same situation we've been talking about all night. So, But I, this probably won't be a bet for me, but one that I'm definitely excited to watch and, and an exciting night game. Um, that, that That will definitely be on the quad box.
0: I would I would love to see how the line moves if Brock Bowers gets activated
2: too. I so what do you guys think? Do you think Bowers <coughs> is going to play the rest of the year? Cuz like if you're him like what's what's the what's the advantage, right? Like what's the why? Why play and I get like go and win another national championship, but he's got two national championships. Like I don't know if necessarily he can improve his draft stock by playing. Like do you think coming back makes sense or do you think he kind of rides off of the sunset? As a two-time I national mean, champion, if he's
3: healthy and a hundred percent, I think you come back. I mean, you love the game. Yeah, I, arguably, I, yeah but, I mean, you could go down as a three-time national champion and arguably the best player on the team for those. National but he
2: champions. also, but he also could. And again, I'm not, I'm not advocating. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Like, he also could just like be all of that without playing another game. Like. You know what I mean? Like he could also be the best player on a three time winning national championship team and, and make however many million dollars as a top ten pick next year. Right? Like I, I don't know. Just just food for thought.
0: I've I've never heard anything about his character, like being a bad guy. Like I think the fact that he doesn't say anything, he's gonna play for his team. He's a, like you're a football player at the end of the day. Yeah. You're, you're gonna go out and play if you can play.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree. I I just don't know if we'll see him, but but I I do agree with that logic. I did. I don't remember. I was playing golf in an outing on Monday with a big Georgia fan. And he told me Brock Bowers is from Northern California and his parents own like a winery or something. Apparently, he's like the nicest kid ever. So guy guy knows a good glass of red wine. He he would he would love to go out with Eddie.
0: He's probably more message ah. boards than Ted though.
2: That guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's barking at people at the grocery stores on Monday nights for sure. Um, <laughs> all right, let's keep going. Different SEC game, um, one that also has some injury news all over it. Let's go to Florida at LSU minus 13 and a half. LSU minus 13 and a half with the over under 63 and a half. Um, I hate this game. We don't know anything about what Jaden Daniels' status is. Um, I asked Ted 20 minutes ago what he said. He said Florida is preparing for both. Um, I actually feel like this is one of those games where Florida has no business even showing – they lose at home to Arkansas in their black uniforms. just feels like a game where they kind of come out and have nothing to lose. And and I don't know. I kind of like Florida getting 13-and-a-half in this spot, even with Jaden Daniels. So, give me Florida plus 13-and-a-half here.
3: That's the most political answer by Ted. Yeah, we're preparing for both here. Um,
2: yeah, like, 100%. Let's go. It's just like, yeah, we – we have absolutely no idea so let's just say we'll do both.
0: That's called coaching and your football team.
2: And then we and then we can't <laughs> right. be wrong. Yeah. And then I can't possibly be wrong.
3: Right. Uh give me um give me LSU here. Florida stinks. They're they're terrible. I don't know I don't disagree does. with that. Yeah. They're terrible. <laughs> I'll disagree with that.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm Eddie? I'm with Connor. I like LSU here. I mean, if Jaden Daniels plays, like he is in my mind maybe the Heisman. Florida yeah. Florida's completely dead. I'm not betting on him. Ex Michigan State quarterback to beat and cover Ellis against LSU. So, ex Wisconsin,
2: oh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin,
0: sorry.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Big 10. You got that, right. Yeah, yeah. Graham Mertz. Um, all right, let's let's keep going to a lot of people's game of the week. Um, one of the better ones of the week. Let's go to Rutgers at Iowa. The spread minus one and a half with the over-under set 58 and a half. So, we have a lot of connections to this game, right? Me and Eddie played with a, uh, a, a, two former Rutgers coaches now um, Eddie lived with one of them um, there's an iconic picture of Eddie and and uh, coach Triggs uh, that's been circulated a lot um, and then Connor has a has a connection to Iowa as, as he has been adopted into the Hawkeye family and a probably the only rep, uh advocate in the country so Eddie I will let you start here Connor I will let you go and I will bring
0: it home sorry Triggs I, I like Iowa here I mean, it's a long travel for Rutgers to do. Uh, Triggs thinks he's gritty. He's not going to see grit till he goes to Iowa. That that's fact. That's fact. Yes. I
3: mean, even even someone who has ties to Rutgers, they still know where home is, and ho- home is with the Hawkeyes. Uh, give me Iowa here. <laughs> um, there's there's really nothing better than betting on the Hawkeyes each week. Uh, brings a smile to my face. Uh, their Twitter feed is always electric. They're always happy. Uh, yeah, Brian Prince, you got to bet on him. There's nothing better than betting on him. He, he, he is him.
0: What's that over-under?
3: Uh, it is sitting
0: 28 at 28 and a
2: half. And a half. <laughs> it, 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 will, it will likely close at the lowest total in the history of, of <laughs> this since this has been done. Um, so it we, is, we, it is we wild. We joke
3: about, like, service academy unders. I mean, this is – this is crazy it's it's unbelievable like they i mean i mean and it's a treat it's like, a treat we don't deserve this to college football fans we don't we don't deserve this yeah
2: I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna be with you guys here i'm gonna take iowa and i i truly hope there's not a touchdown scored in this game i i i genuinely hope it's just like a just a low scoring absolute muck fest i hope it's it's it, like if we're gonna make like i always say if we're gonna make it a clown show Let's make it a fucking clown show. Like, I hope this is a hilarious final score. I hope it's only field goals. I want absolute mayhem. I want punts. I want blocked punts. I want special teams. I want it all. I want the ultimate sicko committee game. Um, give me Iowa minus one and a half. You,
3: you know what's crazy is I don't I think the under should be at like 24 and a half. Iowa's last three games, 21, 22, and 17. <laughs> <It did. laughs> I mean, this is way too high.
2: It's, yeah, it's insane right. to say twenty eight and a half is way too high. Yeah,
0: there's it's, there's unbelievable. There's one difference maker in this game, and that's if Harbaugh sent in Shiano those signs, then I think yeah. I think Rutgers could take it. But
2: <laughs> exactly, well, Shiano already has all the signs, according to the report that got yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but but again, that's not illegal, so we're we're just gonna turn a blind eye to that. <laughs> um, it's it's only illegal when it when it helps when it helps make a case against a team you don't like. Um, but anyways, um, did you guys see the report today that Shiana was annoyed that he had to talk about it? It was very funny. The quote was literally like, <laughs> I see I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed that I have to discuss this. It's like, buddy, literally eat my grundle. Like, what are we, what are we, what are we, what are we doing here? You're annoyed that on, on something that you probably started. Like, what? what are we doing here? Um, But pretty funny quote at a a, uh, Biscataway, New Jersey today. Um, All right, let's keep going. we got four games left on the slate here. Connor, we will start with you for your ECU, Pirates, traveling to the beautiful Boca Raton. um, FAU minus eight and a half with the over-under set at 45 and a half. And Connor, I have no idea where you're going with this one, but but lead it off.
3: Yeah, uh, the, the Pirates get a little trip down to the uh, retirement capital of the world. Uh, we're going to experience some great weather down there. I'm very excited for our uh, our Pirate football um, comrades there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Lane Kiffin's no longer at F- FAU. They Their swagger's gone. Give me the Pirates Confirmed. Here. Take them on the money line. I mean, w- we are playing some great football. Our defense is clicking. Our offense clicked for one quarter last week. All we got to do is put together two quarters we win that game. We win the game.
2: Yeah, That's I mean, we we
3: I we need, two, we need two quarters of offense. That's all we need. We don't need four. We need two quarters. We
1: yeah, got I mean, one I, last
3: week, so I, I see, I see us putting together two quarters this week. So, give, give me the Pirates.
2: Yeah, Eddie, did you, did you? I'm assuming you were locked into the ECU
0: game last weekend. I mean, I I see the one and eight. So if they were zero and eight last week, then, <laughs> then, then, I, then... no, no, they they lost last week. But we play a
2: top twenty five team, though. They they did they did look they did look good they did they did I mean we don't we don't sell we don't do moral victories on this podcast but if there was a moral victory week it was this one we did hang a banner week one though. Uh, I, they, I hung that banner. there there is a banner ha- there is a banner hung in ECU Stadium that covered week twenty twenty three week one against Michigan on peacock, and there's an, too. The and most and there's, watched there's, peacock game in history and there's a there's an asterisk next to it. Because because Michigan may may or may not have gone to uh, Greenville last year. We, un- unclear if they were willing to make Dude, the trip I, down.
3: I swear I saw Stallions at the tailgate. I, I could have sworn <laughs> I saw. <laughs> He's probably selling vacuums or something.
0: <laughs> uh, so, all right, Eddie, where are we going with the pick here? So, FAU is not a football school. They're a basketball school. Let's get that straight. ECU is also they not. Co- a, they covered tonight. ECU is also not a football school, and I think I like FAU here.
3: Wait, what, what kind of school do you think we are?
0: <laughs> a party school. A, tailg- a a tailgating school.
2: Undefeated. Not Undefeated. Long. The tail. The tailgates never missed. Um, yeah, I, I did, I did bet, um, I did bet ECU last week um i uh, my grandma lives in boca raton i'm i'm betting fau that's (laughs) that's is your your grandma retired is she going to the game she is she is retired (laughs) i i retirement
3: capital of the world there you go it is
2: it is funny my grandma literally lives two minutes from fau whenever i go down i always drive past it um off glades road fau beautiful campus honestly sick football stadium like it it, they should be better and they should get better turnout because their stadium's sick and it's like it's two minutes. It's f- probably five minutes from the beach. Like it's a sick campus. Um, but anyways, give me give me FAU. Give me the Owls solely because my grandma lives
0: down there. I think that's me and Connor's first uh, game we disagreed on.
3: Yeah, and you know, it's me
2: <laughs> yeah, that I is have actually
0: thoughts
3: about about the game of the week now because uh, you know I don't know. I just thought there was a connection there, and now it's it's been broken. So we'll we'll, we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah, well,
2: Connor, I did, I did take, I, I did take ECU last week. They did cover for me. I'm very thankful mm-hmm. for that. But, They're a profitable but, program. Yeah. <laughs> What's their record against the spread this year?
0: It's, Three. It's and... not.
3: It's not good. It's not. Good. I was about to say it can't. It can't be great. It, it last, can't, year we were, last year we were. Last year we really good. Uh, this yeah. year, this year not so much.
0: Connor, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. I'm just thinking with my wallet, not my heart. That's exactly. fine. That's
3: that's the you way got to got get to your week wallet. 15, last 90. week, your wallet got a little. Fast, so. <laughs>
2: Um all right let's keep buzzing here we got three left Duke at UNC big rivalry in state um UNC favored by 11 and a half with the at the over unders at 15 and a half and Eddie as the only person that has never lived in North Carolina you you kick it off
0: here Yeah I mean that's a pretty thick line I do like UNC here I mean ever since Leonard got out I think Duke's morale just went downhill their freshman quarterback last week went seven for 19 with 86 yards, so I just can't bet on that.
3: Yeah, that's not great. Connor? Yeah, uh, I'm going Duke. I, I love it. What- what's the line at here? What, what line do we get? <laughs>
2: 11 and a half.
3: <clears throat> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah, give me Duke.
2: Yeah, I'm-, I'm taking UNC solely on the fact, which is what Connor was just contemplating, and I'm going to say the line is now at 14 and a half. Um, again, we locked these lines in on Monday. Um, I don't know if there was some injury news. I honestly haven't been super tapped into this game, but but the line has moved three points. Um, I, I just feel like we're getting good closing line value here. Give me UNC minus 11. Duke's, Duke's
3: third string was better than their second string last week.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess
3: he, so. He, he wasn't great, but he was definitely better than the second string. So
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm –
3: yeah, I, I
2: yeah. I mean, I don't think that's like a, I don't think it's a groundbreaking no. take there. Follow the money here. You
3: know what else isn't groundbreaking? The UNC defense isn't good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, that, they, they, fooled they us. may be they for they, they, us. They, it is literally the Shaq game. I owe you an apology. I was unfamiliar with your game. Their defense fucking sucks ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was unfamiliar. <laughs> I was unfamiliar with their game. So. Um, yeah, UNC defense stinks, but give me eleven and a half solely based on closing line value. Um, but speaking of defenses that stink, let's go to USC at Oregon. Oregon minus fourteen and a half with the over under set at seventy three and a half. And Connor again as our Pac twelve resident kick us off.
3: You guys know where I'm going. Give me Oregon. Give me the Ducks. They're good. USC's defense is a joke. Uh, Caleb Williams continues to prop up USC. Uh, Thank goodness Lincoln Riley finally fired Alex Grinch. Um, I don't know what Alex Grinch had on Lincoln Riley to to make him (laughs) take this long to fire him. Makes no sense. Uh, But, yeah, this – I mean, Oregon might win this game by 20, 30-plus. I don't think it's close.
0: Eddie? Yeah, I I think – I agree. I think this line is just wrong. I think it should be twenty-one, twenty-two. I right now I think Oregon's the best team in the Pac twelve. If they played Washington right now, I'd pick them over Washington. Agreed. I agree. I like Oregon. I saw a stat last week. Uh the last six games, USC's let up more points than Iowa has the last two years. Court, yeah, yeah. So good. <laughs> so good. So yeah, I just that those are the stats I want. I love Bo Nix. I like the Ducks.
2: Yeah. I, I, again, this is a game I'm not betting on. I don't care. Um, I, I bet USC all season. I feel like I should now um, I'm taking USC solely because I bet them all season. No, no justification. I think they might simplify the defense a little bit where it's just, and, and honestly, I think USC may go to a let's drop everyone and at least make them run seven plays before they score. Um, and, and honestly, I think it might benefit them. Like, I think it's, Make them go a little bit and maybe they get one stop, right? Like that might be how they change it. And I don't know, maybe maybe there's a new kind of invigorated morale in, in the in the locker room with Alice Grinch gone. So they still have athletes, they still have dudes. Um I'm I'm just gonna take plus 14 and a half and, and not bet the game and, and hopefully it's just a shootout that maybe Caleb Williams can pull off a miracle.
3: We'll see. They they have athletes, they do not have dudes on defense. They're not yeah, but dudes. that's the thing. They, like, they're athletes. They're just, they do. Not they
2: do. They do have four and five stars, and like at some point, four and five stars are going to four and five star. Like, it's and just they're it's charming,
3: just, soft. They, I mean, I, Connor, they I don't, come out not, with all their swag, like, and they just don't do anything. They're, I tried. I tried year.
2: I tried to advocate for this defense for a while. I'm done advocating for it. I'm just saying, I think fourteen and a half is a lot, and and you never, like, you guys said in the in the Miami at Florida State game, like. 14 and a half is begging you to take the, the hook. Um so I'm taking it fucking hook me. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm in. Like give
1: me I give said me the that, 14 and I and said that
3: about the Cardinals on Sunday. Yeah. And and well they didn't score a point at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, Love it. this is this is also one of those games where the whole Pac-12, besides Colorado, they just wanna win against USC because USC thinks that yeah. shit doesn't stink and At at Oregon too, it's just hard to take USC.
2: No, I, I don't think I don't think USC wins the game. I just think it could be again like the the USC game last week, like the USC offense is good enough to keep up. It's just can they get a stop? Can they and they have not proven it, but like they were in that game last week. Like that was not a blowout. They just couldn't get stops, and that's what that's a common theme. And I don't I don't really think they're gonna be able to get stops this week, but if they can force They can eliminate some of those big plays that that Washington was able to rip off last week and make Oregon drive down the field. You you never know, right? Like, you could just drop the ball. You could fumble. You could throw a bad pick. Like, shit happens, right, especially as the field gets more compressed. So, I don't don't really think USC is a threat to win this game. But, again, Caleb Williams is is good enough to win the game. So, whatever. I'm taking USC
3: plus 14.5, but I won't bet it. Yeah, it is crazy because, like, obviously at the beginning of the season, we would have circled this game you would never think the spread would have been 14, ever. Yeah, yeah. Ever. It, it, it honestly. It's crazy honestly, the drop-off if, USC has if, had defensively this year.
2: If anything, going into the season, you would have thought it was probably more likely that USC would be forward, favored by fourteen and a half and than Oregon was. Yeah, yeah. Like, the only, the only other thing about Oregon is, like, I think Oregon's good. I don't know – I don't know – like, Oregon's playing good football, but they haven't really played the strength of schedule, and I'm not holding that against them. I don't hold it against Michigan. I don't hold it against Georgia. But uh, Greg McElroy talked about this earlier this week. Like, they have not played a terribly tough schedule, and I don't think it really gets tougher here, but just something to, to monitor.
3: Yeah. And in, in, in they're at home playing in
2: Eugene, yeah. so. Yeah. Anyways, all right, let's get to let's get the game of the week. Yeah. Um, Eddie, again, Penn State fan. I'm a Michigan fan. Connor is a Penn State fan for this week. Um, he will he will put it back and give it back to Eddie at the end of this week and then call Duck for Ohio State gear um, for two weeks. Um, but we have Michigan traveling to Happy Valley at Penn State. Penn State plus five and a half with the over-under set at 44 and a half. And, Eddie, I will let you start here.
0: I mean, what a matchup here. First of all, I want to start by saying the 12 o'clock games for these teams is bullshit. Jail. I know you. I know you mentioned Florida, the blackout, Criminal. the Florida blackout game. I think that was a noon game. Like you have yep. to make this a night game. It's it changes the line by two points, but minimum, minimum. But I like Penn State here. Uh, you know, Michigan's coming off their nine game uh, preseason, so you know, it's <laughs> first game of the season for Michigan. Um, I also say this every time Mich- or Penn State plays a big team like Ohio State. There's just so much bulletin board material out there. Whether it's like Franklin's record against these teams, but don't I'll-
2: worry, I have it. I have it, and I'm about to say it, so don't worry. I got you. One. Can, you can
0: post it. I got one for here though. Michigan had four 4- four hundred and eighteen rushing yards last year against them.
2: Yeah, and I mean it was a I I and I, Eddie the game last year. I was playing Pinehurst number two. I watched every single snap, and I I I shot seventy nine that day. <laughs> it was a it was a fantastic day. I birdied number nine in the pitch black.
0: Yeah. No, but, I mean, listen, Penn State is the best for run defense this year. Let up four, negative 49 rushing yards against Maryland last week. I think – I honestly think the line of scrimmage wins this game, though. The reason why Penn State can't beat Ohio State recently is because they just can't stop their D linemen. Um, if if Penn State stops a run and they protect Drew Allard to fucking just unleash, then I think they got it. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Connor? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he, he just mentioned Drew Aller, Heisman uh, candidate, Drew Aller. I can't wait. Give me Penn State. Come on, Nikki Lions. Let's go. I'm fired up for this one. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to take them at home. It, it, yeah, it's criminal. I fully agree with that. It should be a night game. Uh, I, I, this should be a whiteout at night. Hey,
0: they doing the
3: Are they doing the? Are they doing the checkered?
0: Stripe, stripe out, stripe out. We're not, we're out not Tennessee. A, yeah.
2: what, what, what the yeah, hell is a case. stripe out? It, it is pretty sick. Just so white so and blue stripes. Blimp, yeah, it, it is pretty ah, cool. Right. It, it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. I will, I will, I will say Penn State has a awesome. Me and Eddie were talking about going to this game earlier this year. It ended up falling through. Um, they, they do have an awesome home field. That, that wow. I will. That's me being nice to
3: Penn State for this episode. I'll be honest though. You said stripes and then, or checkered, and you said you're not. T- the checkers sick. The checkers sick. And I, I think if y'all, did, if y'all did white and blue checkers, it probably look better than the white and blue stripe. But that's just my opinion. Either way, give me Penn State. I'm fired up for this one. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a great one. I'm, I cannot wait. I'm already yeah. trying to make plans of where I'm gonna watch it, what I'm gonna do. I'm, I cannot wait for this game.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome game. So I I just want to I Eddie touched on the record. I had it pulled up. I was planning on talking about it. Connor talked about you got to take Penn State at home. James Franklin against top 10 teams at home, one in five. He is five and eight against ranked teams at home. He is one in seven versus top five teams and three and six versus Michigan. James Franklin is a good football coach, and I think he gets a lot of shit for playing in one of the tougher conferences in the Big Ten. He's He is not in the category that, that Ohio State is in, and he's not in the category that Michigan's in, and I think that's okay. Like – James Franklin's a good coach. He'll he, he he gets them to 10 and 2. They 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 don't have the juice, right? Like he he's proven this time and time again. We talked about this 3 weeks ago when when uh, Penn State played Ohio State. Penn State isn't just going to suddenly flip the switch and be able to make big plays. And that that is trouble against Michigan. No one has been able to go the length of the field on Michigan this year. The I saw, I heard it today or saw it said on Twitter. The average touchdown on Michigan this year has been 44 yards, I think. 44 yards. Um, Penn State has had, what, Eddie, maybe against exclude when they played UMass, exclude when they played Delaware. Like, maybe a couple plays over 40 yards this year. Like, they, they are not an explosive offense. That's not what they want to do. Um, I, So, I, I think they're going to struggle there. I think when you look at the line of scrimmage, I think like Eddie said – Penn State's front seven is phenomenal. They they have probably the best linebacker in the country. They have really good edge rushers. I just I don't know how good I don't know how they're going to get matched up last year. They get they got exposed last year at the line of scrimmage. Eddie said that they ran for 418 rush yards. Corm and Donovan both scored twice. Um, it, it, I don't think I don't expect that type of effort. But I think I think Michigan has not really shown anything this year. We we talked about it. They haven't really like they haven't needed it. the run game has been good but not great. I think they're going to break a lot of it out. And I think J.J. McCarthy is going to rush the ball a little bit as well. Um, So I I like Michigan. And, again, I just don't – I think the only way Penn State can win this game is in a low-scoring kind of muck fest. I I don't think Penn State's going to – if Michigan scores 20-plus, I don't think Penn State can score 20-plus. So it's just can they hold them and can they create a game like they did against Ohio State where they're one play away the entire time, right? Like can they go into the fourth quarter one play away? I think if they can, they have a chance. But but I just think – I just think Michigan's an overall better team. Um, we'll see about Harbaugh. I, there's been a lot of things swirling. I mean, he might be suspended. He might not. I, I don't really think it matters that much. Um, game day, we'll, we'll see. Um, but, but I'm excited for Saturday. I mean, it's, it's a great measuring stick game for Michigan. Um, Penn State's a really good football team, um, and they're playing at home in front of a home crowd with everything to play for. So it's going to be a good game. Um, I'm, I'm excited to to watch this one, and again, like feel something a little bit for the first time this college football season.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> first of all, the Franklin record—he's underdogs in all those games. He's not supposed to win those games. I agree. He's got to pull some of them out, but you know they're playing. All right, Josh. All right, all right Josh. Pete, relax. I'm just saying, like yeah, he <laughs> loves he loves that take. He, dude, I he love loves that take. I mean, he's true. It's true.
2: No, I and that, that's what I'm saying. Like I, James Franklin's a good coach, but but his teams are not in the class of michigan and ohio state and that's okay to accept that like that is
0: yeah uh also i do agree though
3: i mean eddie you can't take that you, you we gotta you gotta push back a little bit
0: i mean until until he gets over the hump i exactly i, I agree it's, with that
2: it's it's the same thing with harbaugh it's like until harbaugh can beat ohio state it's like you have to just what can you say because yeah. it's like there's not the, the performance matters like i get michigan was underdogs and all those games but like until Harbaugh was able to beat Michigan, like or until they were able to beat Ohio State, you yeah. kind of just have to take it.
0: Yeah, the, the one thing with Ohio State, like JTT just owns Penn State from Ohio State. Like, yeah. He the they he's the last two years just unstoppable. Like could not stop him. Michigan yeah. Michigan hasn't had that, but I do agree that Penn State's they're not built for a shootout. Like they're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna have a forty two to thirty nine game. It's twenty one seventeen is how they're gonna win the game. They it. they need big plays on defense they need, they need defensive touchdown like they did last year like that was kind of their spark and their defense is better than their offense. Um NCAA I would
2: top a top 3 defense in the country. Uh, like absolutely their offense just sucks. Yeah,
0: like, their their front seven hasn't been balling out all the linebackers. Their front seven
2: their front seven's sick. They're, they're, and that's what i said like their their DBs have been good but not great but I think they make up for it a lot with the front seven. And and I think it's a really intriguing matchup, right? Like Michigan's best on Penn State's best. And last year, Michigan dominated that. And that's why they won the game handily, right? So, like, that's the matchup to watch, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: I, I think it's the line of scrimmage. Chop Robinson yeah. is questionable right now. He was out last week. That's huge if he plays or not. Yeah. They, they need him, they need all their guys.
2: Yeah. They need everything. And they need it. They need, again, I, 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 I truly do, though. I I just think Penn, I think Michigan's going to be yeah. too much. I, yeah. I really because again, like if Michigan gets off to a quick start, which it's it's not going to be like it's been for Michigan. They're not going to roll every single team. Like I don't I don't expect them to score every possession like they've been doing. But if they get out to a 14-0 lead, the game's over. Like Penn State can't can't. They're not built to come back from that. Like Drew Allar has been really good at keeping like taking care of the ball. He hasn't turned it carry. over very much, but like. He also hasn't really been throwing the ball down the field and also really hasn't made the big plays. He was six for 20 um, when he was pressured against Ohio State, right? So, like, when he's playing better teams, he hasn't been great, but also that was his first road start, and I do expect it to be a little bit better on Saturday. Yeah, he
0: needs a clean clean pocket. He needs a clean pocket.
2: But I do expect Michigan to bring some heat, and I do expect um, a a pretty inspired performance from from the best defense in the country. So I'm excited for this game.
0: This is one of those games for me where – as bad as I want to bet Penn State, I probably won't because it's. I just feel like it's all with my heart. And you can't bet with your heart. You got to bet with your wallet. But, I mean, so, it's hard. I mean, th- 10 minutes before the game, I'm going to put $500 on them. So, let's be real. Yeah. But, but yeah. this is a game where there I just load is. up. There it is. There yeah. <laughs> You
1: bet with your yeah. heart, Eddie. You bet with your
0: heart. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> This is a game where I load up on the prop bets. I mean, yep. name a better tight end trio in the country than Penn State. I mean, I'm all over their tight ends. Yeah, their tight ends Eddie, are good. You, um,
3: you send me Saturday morning some prop bets, I'll take them all.
0: Oh, that's—I don't know if it's give me uh Cephas or Keandre Lambert Smith, but it's going to be Theo Johnson. It's going to be Tyler Warren. And I'm just ripping those props. Yeah, and, the, and then and then,
2: and then and then Drew Large is going to throw for 57 yards
0: on four completions.
3: And,
2: as long as, as long as it's then, four
0: touchdowns to the on, tight ends. on the yeah. first drive, <laughs> Hud.
3: On the first drive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, there's, and also there's...
3: if 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 the second stringers come in for, for James Franklin and Penn State, you know they're gonna try to score. They're covering. The second stringers <laughs> know how to cover.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, they, they that's actually, doing it, it's actually a that's, fact. That's a good point. Their backup quarterback, Bo Prabhule, has self like by himself covered like three late scoring, like up thirty touchdowns to cover a game. Fun, fun Frank Franklin knows the spread. He...
3: He lived across oh, he the doesn't. street from my girlfriend's family when they lived up in Pennsylvania. I mean, give me another reason to bet on that. Like right across. <laughs> so I think you gotta take yeah. whatever that guy's name prop bets already. <laughs> he won't even
2: be on the props. <clears throat> I, no, I know. I think you gotta find him. Um, I think you gotta get it.
0: Where, where I where I don't like Franklin in these type of games is when he tries to get too pretty. Like, you know, like, they got, like, one or two yards to go and they get that little, like, three-back or the two-back set they have in the tight end, and he's, like, or, passing the ball or doing some bullshit, like, just fucking yeah. run the ball four or, times. Or
2: when or when he – when Michigan beat them two years ago at Penn State when he ran the fake field goal. Like, yeah. like, like stop like getting that, pretty. Yeah, no. And, and I do think, like, they know and, and they know they're they are going to have to play a perfect game to beat Michigan. Like, I, I really do believe that, and I think they know they're going to have the home crowd behind them. But I think, like you said, like they are gonna have to take some chances. Like Michigan is a better football team, but I don't think Michigan. Like I think Penn State can win the game. Like it's not. It's not to say like this is a twenty point spread, right? Like Penn State can absolutely win this game, but they have to play a good. They have to play a pretty close to flawless football game, in my yeah. opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I, I hope I, this
3: I, game is low scoring and just a defensive battle. To be honest, I, th- I think it's going to be close.
0: The the, the over under is like forty two or something like that. It's pretty low. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like the over to be honest. I, I I think
2: Michigan's gonna put up some points. Um, but we'll see. We, we um, you know Drew is putting up points. I I, I,
0: so. I I will say I don't think this is a game between Alar and McCarthy. I think it's just every other factor on the football yeah, game.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's just McCarthy versus the defense is more of the is more of the matchup, not, not a quarterback matchup here. Because I, I agree with Judy. I, I like and like I said, I think Alar's gonna be better. He's he's had the start, he's had kind of that, but but I, I don't like I don't know. He's been he, he, he's a, is, he's
0: been playing rough against away crowds. Like, luckily, this game's a home game. Yeah. But he kind of folds. He's been folding under pressure, but he is a freshman, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So
2: we'll see. It's gonna be an exciting game. I'm fired up for Saturday. Like like I said, um, it, it's it's gonna be this is everything you want when you when you kind of look at the the preseason and, and circle. There's a game you have a circle. I I've, I've said this from the start of the season. I think this is Michigan's toughest game this year. So Michigan buys the, if Michigan gets by this. I will cash my, I will pretty much cash my over 10 and a half ticket, which is my largest play of the season, uh, which I will be very excited about. Um, and then Michigan will be kind of in the front seat to to go 11 and 0 into uh, the game later this year. So I will, it's going to be a good
0: one. I'm excited. I will be marinating We're, on my couch for four hours. I'm locked in. Oh, yeah. I'm dead sober, locked in in front of the TV. No distractions. This This is yeah. a business trip. Yeah, no, there's there's no way. I'll turn my phone off. I'll, hey, I'll take that. Grab
3: grab your hard pat hard hat and your lunch pail and go to work. That's <laughs> all, all we need.
0: That's all we need. Clock in. <laughs> all right, fellas. Well,
2: that was that was fun, Eddie. We are excited to have you on. Um, we are excited for the game this week, um, and we we hope to have you back week fifteen. Any any closing uh, closing bets that weren't on the slate? Anything you want to throw out? Any prop bets? Any. Uh, any action on Bentley New Haven this week for the NE10 championship?
0: So That's a little dilemma because I'm only 45 minutes away. I wanted to go. Some people hunt me up, and I said, listen, boys, we got a dilemma. I, I got to watch this game. Maybe I'll stream it on the side or get score updates, but yeah.
2: Is it, a noon, is it a noon kick? One o'clock kick. Ah, brutal, brutal. Eddie does remember last time we were in New Haven. It was a chilly <laughs> fall afternoon. My shirt was off the entire time.
0: We, Until we got pumped, we also fought harder on the sidelines than those boys did on yeah. the field.
2: Yeah, you know, we actually did get into a fight on on the sideline. It was wild.
0: I will say one. Shout out- I will say one last thing about Michigan. I'm. Go ahead. I I very much dislike Michigan. I'm not a hater. I think the hardball shit, it's kind of bullshit. I don't think I don't think any action should be taken unless something's proven. So I'm on your side with that, Huddy. Yeah, I mean it's that's Eddie knows ball. That's,
2: that's I. The, I just, that's the I, correct.
3: I think we got to talk death penalty. We got to get into the nitty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Eddie's a hundred percent, right. I have no problem if we go through the full process and, and then we, we kind of get to that point. Great. But, but don't, don't do anything before then. I don't know. It's been, it's been swirling. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Harbaugh is going to be on the sideline Saturdays. I sure hope he is.
0: Um, but if not, we'll, we'll find a way. I saw, um, I saw one hot take where, uh, basically michigan beats ohio state but they get banned from the big 10 championship so you have two one loss teams in the big 10 to try to get them both in the playoff <laughs> i mean that would be that, funny that's out just outrageous though <laughs> that yeah yeah that would be funny out of the big 10 to just like try to get two teams
2: in um but i, I don't think that's gonna happen i don't yeah. i don't think anything's gonna happen this year um i I've, I've been on that hill i'll stay on that hill and if something does we'll we'll figure it out from there but but at this point i expect harbaugh on the sideline saturday and i expect Michigan to leave Happy Valley with a win.
3: So, yeah, Eddie, this is your last chance to switch over to ECU. Do you do you want to be back for the uh, for the hem strap at the end of the year or?
0: I can't name one player to either of those teams. I know Lane Kiffin used to coach at FAU, so I'm stick with FAU. He's going I love That's it. I point. love it.
3: He's gone. The swagger's out.
0: Home game at FAU too. It. Home game at FAU. Home <laughs> game party a bunch school. 80
3: year old
2: retirees at the game. Honestly, know. it's kind of a this kind of a battle of the party schools. FAUs, they go they go crazy down at FAU. Not,
0: they're not both as pretty as ratchet, as ratchet as no? As they both get pretty ratchet
2: out there, no? I think they're yeah, I mean this this is a this is a tailgate off of the ages. <laughs>
3: hey, I, maybe I'll come maybe I'll come down and I'll stay with your grandma, Hud. Oh. Feel free. Feel free. She's, she's got a she got
2: a couple of guest rooms. You you are more than welcome, Grandma Grandma. So, Grandma Grandma and Grandpa Reddick. Um, well, well, who who <laughs> knows? Well, we <laughs> might get weird. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, that's that's. Thank you, Eddie, for coming on. Um, it's a blast to have you. We're excited. This is fun. We will. Uh, we'll 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 be talking on Saturday. But, anyways, um, thank you for coming on, and let's go back to me and Connor for our best bets.
0: Awesome. Thanks, guys.
2: Okay, and we are back. Great, great guest picker segment with Eddie. Um, we knew would get pretty, uh, pretty into it at the end. Obviously, him being a Penn State fan, me being a Michigan fan, um, it'll be fun to watch the game on the Saturday. Um, we we kind of know we we were fundamentally going to disagree, but always always fun to duke it out. And we'll, we'll see what happens on Saturday. So it'll be fun. I'm I'm obviously looking forward to that one. And and uh, yeah, so so always happy to have Eddie on. He's a he's a character to say the least. So. Thank you, Eddie. Um, hopefully, hopefully we'll see you again in week 14, week 15. Um, but anyways, Connor, let's, let's get to our best bets. Um, I, I told you as we were ramping up to, to do this. Um, I, I, I don't have a lot of plays this week, but I love my plays. I, re- I really, really do. This is probably the best I felt about a card. Um, so I'll, I'm excited to give them out. So I'm going to, I'm going to save some suspension and let you start. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I'll jump right into it. Uh... I'm going to get going again with Memphis, minus nine and a half. Did not treat us well last week, uh, but we're going back to the well here. Uh, Charlotte's terrible. I don't care that it's at Charlotte. Uh, They're not a good football team, Uh, although they did beat ECU. But I watched that game. Their (laughs) offense is nothing special. Memphis should cover this one easy. Blake Watson uh, Watson should have a field day. Uh, I'm also going Oklahoma State. Uh, They're just firing on all cylinders. I get that this could be a trap game heading to the bounce house. I just think they're significantly better than UCF. I don't care that it's at UCF. I just think that they're giving a little too much love to this UCF football team who's in its first year in the Big 12. They're good. They're just not Big 12 good yet. Uh, Oklahoma State should roll. Ollie Gordon should have field day. Uh, I'm going West Virginia plus 14 at Oklahoma. This is strictly a fading uh, Oklahoma. They're a dead man walking Uh, Oklahoma. Their season, they've kind of fallen off the tracks here. So, uh, give me West Virginia plus 14. Uh, I'm also going Duke 14 and a half. I don't know why this line is so high. I feel like it opened around like 10 or something. Um, I just added this one like just a few minutes ago um, because I saw it at 14 and a half. Uh, I had dinner with my grandpa, uh, different grandpa.
2: Oh, I was Not I was about birthday. I
3: was about to say was it was it
2: Happy Birthday, Grandpa again?
3: No, actually, th- his is this Saturday. Fun, fun. Wow, that. so happy
2: Happy Birthday! Other, we're gonna have some barbecue cube tonight. Some some Connor Riddick cube.
3: Yeah, yeah. So that's a big one. He's he's a, he's a Tar Heel. He's he's a Carolina fan. Okay. Um, but I'm taking Duke plus fourteen and a half. Uh, On you know his birthday. birthday, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is crazy. But you know what he told me? He told me tonight at dinner. He said. Hey, Connor, our, our defense, is, it's just its just bad. It's just a bad defense. Uh, so that's what he told me. So I'm going to go with that plus 14, 14 points to a team with a bad defense. What's better? So g- give me Duke plus 14 and a half. Um, I'm going back to New Mexico State and Piss and Pavia. Uh, they play Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, they have the red turf, right? Don't they?
2: Uh, I don't think so. That,
3: that's Eastern Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, right, I, yeah. Right. Um, either way, going Piss and Pavia, uh, plus five, New Mexico State. Uh, let's go. Uh, I'm also going to go Fresno State, plus one and a half. Uh, this could be a massive square play here uh, because San Jose San Jose State's favored at home. And uh, I don't know. I'm just going Fresno here. They're, Fresno's good. They've been rolling all season. They're back in the top 25. Uh, So, yeah, give me Fresno State here. Uh, I'm going Arkansas minus two and a half. They changed their offensive coordinator last week, and it seemed to click for them. So, uh, give me Arkansas here uh, against Auburn. Uh, Auburn's terrible. Uh, I'm also going to go Iowa minus one and a half. No other reason other than uh, I'm going to ride this Brian French train until I can no longer ride it.
2: Sicko game of the year.
3: Yeah, it's Iowa-Ruckers, the over-unders, I think, at like 28. And Iowa's a a one-and-a-half point favorite. So give me Iowa over-Ruckers. Final score of Um, (laughs) 10-7. Actually, no, make it 9-6. There's not a touchdown.
2: No, make it Uh, 5-3. Make it 5-3. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: yeah. So this game's going to be terrible. Um, I'm also going to go Tennessee. uh, Moneyline. I didn't think I was going to have a play on this game, but give me Tennessee. Uh, they're just a more sound defensive team, uh, and I think they're going to give Missouri some trouble. Uh, they're also playing very good football as of late. Uh, so give me Tennessee Moneyline uh, on the road headed to Missouri. Uh, I'm also going to go Arizona minus 10 on the road playing at Colorado. I'm fading Colorado like every week. This team is is weak defensively. And this Arizona team is, as we've talked about it, Noah Fafita is very, very good. And Jonah Coleman is a bulldozer, running back. Uh, he's like a mini Mike Tolbert. Uh, so, give me Arizona minus 10, and I will save my best bet. And I'll save the over. I'll let, I'll let Hud say that, but I'm also going to have that over uh, on my yeah. card as well. Carter, that was a hell of a card. That was a lot of games. Was it? It was one, two, three, four. yeah. Yeah, it got a little. It got a little high. There's a, I have. <laughs> I, I have a 12 card that got that got a little. I yeah, added that, like I mean five right before we recorded this. For, <laughs> for those of you that that are listening, um, I just got Connor, a little carried away. I saw some Connor Logs
0: on, myself.
2: He's like, he's like, yeah, like I don't really have a big card tonight, and then he has maybe his biggest card of the season.
3: Yeah, I got, but very I love carried them. away, and I love them now. The, all these, yeah. I mean, these are great. I'm taking the Road Warriors. This yeah, week. love the road teams.
2: Well, there we go. Um, so yeah, I, I like I said at the beginning of this, um, this this is a, an important week for me. Um, is an important week for Michigan football. Um, I I am gonna start out. I, I have two plays this week. Um, my first play is gonna be the over in the Ole Miss Georgia game, which is our Himlay play um, over fifty eight and a half. My second play, my game of the week, my game of my life. Um, if it loses, I, I don't even want to come on the podcast on Sunday. Give me Michigan minus four and a half. Those are my only two plays this week. This this short sweet, there's one game I'm betting on. There's one game I care about. Michigan all season, we've heard about oh, their team, this team is not good. They haven't played anyone, they haven't played anyone, all this, right? There's there's been a lot of rumors about how this team has played, how this the signs, all this is hardball coaching. Is he not? We don't know any of it. But the one thing that's been consistent is Michigan has kicked the shit out of every single team. I'm already mentally prepared for the uh, oh well when when we win on Saturday, Penn State wasn't that good argument. When when Alar looks like shit, uh, this this will be my game of the week. I know it's the Himlay, and I know Connor faded it, so I I could put a different game in the Himalay. But th- this is the only be- this is the only straight side on my card this week. Uh, Michigan minus four and a half, and I thought about game of the yearing it. I've, I I really feel good. I've seen the spread move down a lot. Um, if it does, if it does get down to three, I will have an uncomfortable amount on Michigan. So, my only two bets this week again: Ole Miss over fifty eight and a half, Ole Miss at Georgia over fifty eight and a half, and Michigan minus four and a half.
3: Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, my Himlay play, my play of the week, is going to be TCU plus ten uh, playing Texas. TCU's frisky. I love the play. Uh ten points is far too many. Uh Quinn Ears, as long as he's out, this Texas team's completely different. They're gonna have to win in different ways. So give me TCU getting ten points. I, I love this. Uh, wow, we got a, it. We
2: got a little we got a little college football playoff action. We got three of the four teams in the Himlet this week from the college football playoff last year.
0: Yeah, TCU, Georgia, point. and Michigan.
2: And I not to and, not to bring up a bad you, memory here go ahead TCU's
3: go ahead. actually 10 and a half now sorry they're even better the line TCU, the line actually just
2: moved i just checked it on Fanduel. that's crazy. tcu was 10 point underdogs when
3: they beat michigan last
2: year so i don't know maybe maybe a little upset brewing
1: oh, i think tends T- to repeat tcu itself. is
3: 100 live to win this game um yeah i might sprinkle a little money line tcu they have they, i feel like they're just like a frisky team if that makes sense yeah. Like they're not no, good, they... but they're just frisky enough that they could get up for this game. And I definitely think they could beat Texas. So, yeah.
2: I don't disagree. So, all right. So, you heard it here the Himalay, uh Michigan minus four and a half, the over 58 and a half in Georgia Ole Miss, and TCU plus 10 and a half. Connor, I feel fantastic about it.
3: I feel so incredible. Um, I- I'm fired up. It's going to be a great week. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wait. no, we'll. You guys,
2: you guys are either going to tune in to an insufferable version of me or Connor just shitting on me for an hour and a half straight. So we'll see what happens. If you want to watch my Happiness on the Line Saturday, it'll be on Fox at noon. Um, and I'm, criminal, um, might I add?
3: Criminal, criminal. It should be a, a, a night game in Happy Valley. But yeah, I'm happy.
2: That. I'm happy it's Big Noon kickoff um, <laughs> from Michigan's standpoint. But yes, it should be a night game. Uh, either way it's going to be an awesome environment they're going to be loud they're going to think they have a chance and then they're going to run into the steam. the uh, I don't even know what you want to call them the fucking wagon that Michigan is they're going to wax them and then and then I cannot wait for everyone to just say Penn State isn't good after I it it will be magical because I've already I've already seen it starting Um, so We'll be back Sunday night. Like I said, I will either be devastated or I will be insufferable and there will be no in-between. So
1: um,
3: I, I got nothing else for tonight. tonight's episode. Connor, how about you? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think we're ready to roll here. Um, yeah, great episode. Can't wait for the weekend.
2: Can't wait. And always the biggest go blue this weekend for me. Go Pirates. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of First and Him. While gambling is discussed in this podcast, the views of the producers are strictly opinions of their own, and
3: gambling is not promoted nor endorsed by First and Him. If you believe you have a problem, please call the National Gambling Hotline at 1-800-522-4700. Thanks for listening, and keep being
2: him.